0: What's up, guys? It's Jesse Coe from Cobra Kai Season 3. I'm sitting here with Goliath from the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. So excited to chat with you guys, so stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the
1: party, pal.
0: You're my boy, boo. Yo, you, I Podcasts with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies.
1: Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the man cave. Your host, Elias.
0: Jesse, welcome to the cave. Thanks for having me, man. How's life treating you these days? It's been pretty good. I'm pretty grateful. I've been you know working a lot recently, which is good, you know, despite COVID and
1: and um so i'm pretty grateful for that you know yeah so listeners recently saw you of course in that famous scene of cobra kai classic scene as david that must have been an exciting time for you and we'll you know we'll, we'll get into that but uh let's get a little bit more about you uh you know you grew up in a family you know in the entertainment industry your father everybody knows your father who he is uh how did you decide this is what you wanted to get into like was there a certain time in your life you're like that you wanted to follow your father's footsteps uh it
0: uh oh hang on can you hear me okay
1: yep
0: okay um i got into it you know i you know my family never pushed me to be in the industry but it just kind of fell into it naturally because i was you know growing up around sets around my dad and and um i just always whenever i was on a movie set i always was having a good time it was always a lot of fun for me and you know i was always helping out on set and stuff like that and then you know i was always in my high school plays and And, you know, creative arts classes and, like, film schools and things like that. And every time I would do anything that had to do with film or cinema, it was always fun for me. It never felt like work. And so I feel like that's how I truly knew it was, like, my destiny. Because when I'm doing it, it doesn't ever feel like work. Even when I'm on set watching, yeah, you know, it's just pure
1: fun. Wow. Well, what set were you, uh, first Uh, time were you on a set and it drew you even more into it? What was one of the projects their father was working on? uh, God, what was it? Think it was some. Um, the one to
0: try, try, try to remember there was a great one i did in uh, that he would he did in india uh, that was incredible but i remember he did a movie that was in um i think it was called the gambler and with um kenny rogers okay. yeah there's <laughs> a wrestler uh sorry not a wrestler a western yeah. and i was very young when i was on that it was just a terrific set i just remember seeing all the horses and the you know all the cowboys it was fantastic a lot of westerns.
1: yeah but you have brothers and sisters too did they get kind of like pushed into this as well or was it, it was just you? All,
0: I, have, I have a sister she was always around yeah. it like I was yeah. but she didn't really jump into it like I did you know this is like my, my full life and yeah. so you know she's she does love it and enjoys it very much and has done some acting herself but uh, you know this, this is for me this is you know this is just my passion.
1: yeah that's awesome. Were there any specific like movies and TV shows like growing up also that kind of pushed you into this?
0: Um, nothing specific that pushed me into it. I just yeah. really all cinema encompassed really my 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 love of of filmmaking. You know, all the way from the beginning of filmmaking to now is you know really classic movies. You know, yeah. all the way up until modern Marvel movies that we have now uh, that are you know big you know entertainment films. You know, I love art pieces. I love. Love movies that entertain of course movies that obviously you know tell stories and, and move people yeah. um i just think great cinema has always inspired me yeah
1: other than your father because i'm sure you look up to him in the industries or somebody else that you enjoyed their work and you kind of like try to model yourself after as well
0: it, it changes you know there's so many yeah. great actors you know christian bale and russell crowe and and um you know, there's just, there's so many like Emily Blunt, there's just, there's so many men and women that are incredible, you know, Meryl Streep that are incredible actors and actresses or actors, whatever you want to say. And I think they, they're constantly changing their, their roles all the time and inspiring me as well. So I think people that just are constantly pushing the envelope and doing great work is what inspires me.
1: Now, when you started in the industry, um, what was like one of the first gigs that you got?
0: I played like uh it was I was an extra in one of my dad's movies. I was uh, I was uh like this soldier who and I, and I remember I came to set and they needed these extras and I was like, "You know what? I'll shave my head and I'll be one of these soldiers." And that was like, you know, I must have been like 16. Wow. And it was fun.
1: Yeah. How did that make you feel when you were on set for that for the first time? It was fine. I
0: actually think there was more way back when I was younger, but that was one of the Yeah. Movies. I think my first speaking ones but it was fun I, you know again it was like i'd grown up around it so much so being on set was not new to me i didn't you know jump into it professionally until i was about 18 but you know i always i've always felt very comfortable on movie sets i really enjoy right. movie sets they, they feel like like a, a second home
1: to me right. um so you've done a few projects the last few years like what's well, been one, like one of your favorites that sticks out to this day the most
0: I can't say too much about it, but I'm really, really excited about Recipe for Abduction. that's going to come out in a few months on Lifetime. It's a thriller. It's going to be really, really great. Um, and then one of the, my past ones that I did, which I loved, was D-Day. That was probably my, probably my favorite movie I've made so far. It was just such a blast. You know, the World War II aspect of it, you know, the subject matter of the, of the movie, what it was about, it was just right up my alley. And it was just, I, got to, I also got to make a movie with my, one of my dearest friends, uh, Weston Cage Coppola. And he was one of the other leads in the films, which was so rare to do a movie with one of your best friends. It was amazing. I highly recommend watching that one. It's really good.
1: Yeah, where was that filmed, by the way?
0: So I did a lot of that near like San Diego. And then they did some in Malibu. And then we did some in like some, some ranch houses. And I forget where they were, but it was a blast. We had such a blast.
1: How many months did that film take the
0: we did that one in about a month okay we did that in about a month and it was really quick they did it really quick and that actually my dad had a fun little part in that too he came to set and i asked them if they could you know write a little part and they did and it just worked out great oh, that's awesome.
1: now you mentioned the lifetime uh thriller i know you can't say much about it but for like the listeners the viewers when can they see that when can they tune in to see that
0: that will probably um in the next few months i'd say i'm actually have to go in I think in the, next, in the end of this month to do some ADR for it, but probably the next few months, I'd say um, it'll be out. It's, it's, it'll be really good, really good. And then oh, so, so. another movie I did called Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. That's a really fun movie that I think people should check out.
1: when's that, where's that coming out on?
0: Ju- that just came out. It's with Kevin okay. Smith and Greg Grunberg and Lin Shay from all the Insidious movies. Um, it's an action gaming, science fiction comedy. It's, oh. it's crazy. And it's a re- you can watch that right now on Amazon. You can stream that on Amazon. It's just a really, really action-packed, uh, fun gaming movie. It's awesome. Wow.
1: Now you mentioned all those people that in that movie, man. That's a, that's a pretty good lineup right there.
0: Yeah, the Max Reload. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had a great cast because the movie's just it's such a well-done movie directed by Scott Conant and Jeremy Trent. Uh, it's just basically these kids. They have this. They they run a gaming store, and I play one of the friends to them, and they end up playing this like. Game from the '80s, and it ends up ends up the, the characters from the video game coming to real life. It's like save the planet. It's really funny, and it's just wow. it's just funny.
1: I'll have to check that out myself. You'll love so, it. So, uh, Cobra Kai, man, how exciting was this for you?
0: Oh, it was huge, man. I was so thrilled and, and honored, really. I I was so happy to be a part of it, and you know, to share that experience with my dad was just fantastic. You know, and uh it was just for me, you know, it was very personal for me. I, You know, it was more, you know, very much like a legacy for me. And I was very, very excited when that came about. And I I was, you know, I was just excited as a fan as well.
1: You kept it pretty under wraps. I noticed following you on social media and everything. how hard was it to keep this a secret for so long?
0: It was really hard, really hard. You know, I I basically about a year I had to, you know, I couldn't say anything. And Barrett, who plays the um, young Crease, he and I become good friends. And we chatted about it for you know the you know the most part of a year that we wish that we could say something and we would talk to each other about it and yeah it was definitely difficult because people would ask me all the time if i was going to be a part of it and like you know i couldn't say anything
1: right the one question everybody wanted me to ask you and i kind of went on the answer how <laughs> did you not end up playing young greece
0: you know i think they were already casting it they had already had some people in mind like maybe i'm not sure yes. um i didn't get a chance to read for it um you know and Barrett who got it is just a great actor and, yeah. and look at his hair his hair is a spitting image <laughs> of my dad's hair and uh so you know i was so lucky to work with him i had a great time and you know i i, I think he brings a a great aspect to the role that he, that he's created and and i'm very excited that that you know that, what he's doing with it so it's uh it's fantastic
1: yeah now like growing up watching the old class the old karate kids like how did that like make you feel and seeing your father in such a role like that and now coming back again after so many years? I
0: love it, man. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's just so, it's so fresh and new and, and it's never really been done before. So to kind of be on the sidelines of this happening is it's really a special treat. And I'm of course I'm very happy and I'm proud for my dad and he's working hard. And I think he, you know, William Zapka and Ralph are like paving this road for, other great stories to continue yeah. in a similar, similar legacy, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: So even like when you were young, like, did you like your friends, like what did they think about it? And then when they saw your dad, who he was and then talking to you and like, like, what was that all like the circle of that?
0: Oh, they, of course, like people always asking questions about it, you know, in the Yeah, industry. it's such an interesting business to talk about it. um, You know, and then, and then they would also get the aspects of him just being my dad and not being John Grease you know yeah. and so but they were always you know throughout my life people have always been very interested in the karate kid stuff and other movies that we've done and just my whole family in general just you know being in the entertainment business you know that's a very interesting life for people to try and you know wrap their heads around you know
1: yeah now tell us about that scene like how would you how do you describe that powerful scene i guess from i forget what episode uh, it was two. exactly episode episode two, just- two
0: yeah Oh, it's amazing, man. You know, just being there on set <clears throat> was such a surreal experience. And, you know, having these conversations with this character playing the younger version of my own dad. And, right. And which was really was just so cool, man. It was just so cool. And I wanted to do it justice and I wanted to make sure it worked out great. And I had to be this total asshole to the younger version of the biggest asshole somewhat. And uh, it was just it was just awesome. You know, and then my dad walks in on set. And it was just became the surreal experience and like life coming full circle. And, you know, Barrett who played young crease, he was just as thrilled as I was. And, you know, we were bleeding and sweating all day from fighting each other. And and we just had a ball, man. We were having such a great day. It was like one of the best days of of, of my life. And I, uh, I just enjoyed it so much. I know my dad did as well. And You know, they kept directors kept telling him to get out of the shot because he kept filming on his iPhone. (laughs) And, um, it was just a great day. It was so fun. It was just really, it was just a treat to be able to, to, to show that to the fans as well, that, you know, that aspect of, of my dad's yeah. story.
1: Like, how do you prep to kick pretty much your old man's butt? <laughs> you <laughs> well, know? You, you build a
0: time machine, you go back in time, <laughs> and you meet Doc along the way. And, um, right. you know, we did a lot of prep beforehand. I'd worked with the stunt team, Hirokoda, which was great. And uh, Ken Bearfield, who was in the scene with me, he's also on the stunt team. <clears throat> Excuse me. And yeah, we rehearsed the scene. It was fantastic. And you know, they, they, we, we knocked it out in about 30 minutes. The first time I did it, which I was, I was intimidated at first. They told me what they want to do and then we got into it. And I just picked it up real quickly, which was great. I'm a very physical person. I I work out a lot. I go go to the gym. So to me, I I think I I was able to pick it up pretty quickly. And, you know, it was a tough day too. There was a lot going on. It was really hot out. Um, You know, there's a lot to shoot in a small amount of time. It was definitely intense day, but it was also a lot of fun. People were thrilled to be part of that day. It was the first time they'd done these kind of serious flashbacks in the show. So everybody yeah. was really excited about it.
1: How about that big uh, Easter egg of you driving Miyagi's car? We're going to hear was more about such, that.
0: Yeah, that was such a cool surprise, man. I, I had no idea that was going to happen until the day of. Yeah. And, and then they explained it to me. And I, I was like, this is crazy. Like, the sun... Of, of Daniel's sworn enemy is going to be driving this car. Did I get it from Mr. Miyagi? Did he did yeah. I sell it to him later on? Like what happened with that is that's, you know, a little piece of interesting history we don't know about. Uh, maybe we will. I don't know. Right. But um, it was very cool. You know, I, I, I also at the same time, I, I was really honored to to get in that car because that, you know, that car had such a, had such a, such a, I guess a character of its own in the movies, you know, given to him by Mr. Miyagi and what it meant. And, it was incredible I mean that the like, car was like a piece of cinema history so obviously I treated it like gold you know and I took yeah. a special video on Instagram I, I took when I was sitting in the car and you know it was a real special treat it's as if like you were you know sitting in the Millennium Falcon or something right. like that right. you know what I mean
1: yeah so like obviously we don't know what's going to happen in season four if you were a writer would you write David becoming uh, friends with Kreese in the future?
0: <laughs> Actually I yes I would definitely write that I originally actually thought that he and I would go to war together and we become buddies. Yeah, I think that well, that's what I thought would happen. But you know, story wise, they had to change it. But I think you know, it's worked out fine. But I definitely would include that; it would be great. Yeah.
1: Now you mentioned like the character you play. You know, he's pretty much like, excuse my language, an asshole, right? Like, like how is it compared to like a real life? Like, is it tough for you to play a bad guy like that?
0: I love playing the villains, I, you know, yeah. like I said, I think it runs in the family, but also there's a sense of freedom that you have when you play a villain because you're not you're not held in by these, no. you know, like these lanes. You can go outside of them if you want to. And I really enjoy that aspect of, of playing, you know, those characters. Yeah. And um, I also enjoy playing like the hero as well or any any character, really. But um, I think especially with villains, you can really go outside, outside your bounds and kind of go where you take it to where you want to go, Um, but you know I consider myself a nice guy in real life. Um, but I definitely enjoy having the freedom to do those things.
1: Yeah. You, you mentioned like the villain. Like your dad does a great job playing the villain, and if people have I met your father a few years ago, my wife, my wife was pregnant with my son. It's like total oh, okay. opposite. He's asking my she, he's asking my wife how are you feeling, you know all that stuff, and my wife's like. He's nothing like his character. I was like, of course, he's nothing like his character. He was acting in those movies all those times. But it's like some people are just like they're kind of like their characters, even, you know, in real life. The way they I, portray for sure.
0: For sure. I mean, I, I think some people get locked into these characters. I don't know how yeah. healthy that is for some people to be, fully yeah. you know, living in those shoes. But, you know, I think that, that some of these characters are a lot of characters that are iconic or are, are brought on because there's a little bit of them in those characters that they bring to, to, no. to those characters to life you know and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and when it works it's really great you know you know when you look at like Heath Ledger and the Joker and things like that like I think there's a bit of Heath there's really a bit of Heath in that character and oh definitely you know, Christian Bale and other characters is a bit of him as well and and any of these like Clint Eastwood like you know Clint is, is the guy you know in those western movies he's definitely part of those those characters.
1: Hmm. Now you mentioned, you know, I asked you earlier about uh, if you think we're going to see like your character again, what else would you want your character? If you have another opportunity to bring him back, what else would you like him to see, to do?
0: I guess it would be more so flashback sequences of, you know, either friendship or, you know, continued bullying to some degree that that causes the character shift. Um, You know, maybe a continued rivalry throughout, you know. Um, you know, without the dojos, you know, in a yeah. sense, maybe just, you know, life, you know, high school bullying, college bullying, things like that. It would, would be interesting to see that, you know, the, the push and the pull with that. And then maybe, who knows, maybe I become friends and, you know, see what happens. But yeah. um, it would just be, it would be great. Yeah. You mentioned dojos.
1: Now we got three dojos. Which one is your favorite?
0: Um, Cobra Kai for life. It's for my life, blood, my everything. <laughs> Uh, but I do believe it's important to have a balance, you know, and I think that yeah. if you have a little bit of Eagle Fang, a little bit of Cobra Kai, a little bit of Miyagi-Do. I think you're just perfect. Yeah.
1: Favorite character in the movies and then favorite character now in the series?
0: Uh-huh. Uh, I would definitely have to go for, I mean, in the original movie, you know, my dad plays such an asshole and such a, such a, you know, villain yeah. I, I don't I, I did not like him obviously as the character in those movies, and I was rooting for Daniel when I first saw those movies of and of course, you know, Mr. Miyagi. Um, so Daniel for sure in the original yeah. movies, and then um, and then I guess in Cobra Kai, um, I think I, I think Hawk. Hawk is one of my favorite characters. He's just See, a lot of people of are saying man. back and forth with you know, like the nerd or whatever that he was and then, you know, becomes a yeah. really intimidating guy and I just love his whole arc of where he came from.
1: Yeah. If you could play one character that's on a show now, who would it be? Probably, I
0: love, I love all the stuff that Robbie goes through. You know, he's, he's yeah. in, he's in Miyagi-Do and then he's on his own and then he's, and then he's in Cobra Kai and he, he kind of gets to dance around everything, which I think is really great and then he's dealing with, he's dealing with Daniel and Johnny and my dad. So he's kind of like in the middle of everything. And right? I think that's a great, you know, there's a lot of show. and There's a lot to do with that. So he's, he's, um, you know, Tanner Buchanan does a great job playing Robbie.
1: Yeah. I had him on, I had him on my show a couple of, uh, last year. And it was just really nice guy. Oh yeah. He's awesome. He's yeah. just awesome. So now for like the Cobra Kai fans, what's something you would want to tell them from like all this reaction, like you've been getting pretty much since the episode two, What is something you want to tell them
0: to the fans? Yeah. Oh, just their support is unbelievable. I mean, my family, we love, we love communicating with them and we love reaching out to the fans and hearing their support and love for the show and the characters. I mean, without them, you know, we wouldn't be able to do any of this. So we just love their support so much. It means the world to us. And I can't, you know, thank you guys enough for all the love I've been getting. And, you know, it just, it's really, it just goes to show you how much this show means to people and i'm, I'm just i'm so honored and humbled by all the, the 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 love and support that's come my way and also for my dad as well
1: now uh you mentioned a couple of projects are coming out is there anything else that's coming out that you could tell uh, the listeners that you've maybe filmed before the pandemic also sure yeah out?
0: i mean there was a christmas movie that i did that i was really i really enjoyed called christmas on the menu uh, that was on lifetime as well uh there's another film i'm doing in uh, a romantic comedy that i'm that i'm that i'm going in for that i'm starting in, in in the next month or so Um shooting that in nevada which will be really fun uh, i haven't done a lot of romantic comedy so i'm excited about that And then um also a couple other projects i can't really get into too much but yeah. there's you know really good stuff in the works and then i mentioned max reload which is great and uh i think that's about it for right now
1: yeah. Uh, lastly how can the listeners uh and the viewers find you on social media
0: i'm very active on my twitter and my instagram which is jesse cove j-e-s-s-e-k-o-v-e i love hearing from you guys you know like comment my stuff i love sharing my part of my life with you guys so um you know i'm super uh, reachable on there jesse thank you for coming on this was fun oh dude this was great thank you so so much